With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, what is going on? Uh, everyone's hurt. No, no just, uh, every, okay. Everyone that's hurt did not practice today, and mm-hmm. I assume that the reaction is running panicked, running through the streets as the yes. Steelers prepare for the Green Bay Packers, possibly without many of their best defensive players. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would have been ahead of the schedule that I had thought if we were able to get Minka back this week, it would have been kind of like a pleasant surprise from my point of view. Um, And I'm not sure if we should read into the Cam Hayward thing at all, or, you know, just coming back from the injury, just giving him some more time off. He doesn't need to practice, just be ready to go on game day or what. But um Monty Adams, I I didn't know what to expect there. I was kind of on the fence. Then like the Landon Roberts one really stinks to me, just because we're already without Cole Holcomb as we've talked about several times, and he was part of, you know, the depth that they had built up a little bit there, where you felt like they could alleviate that loss a little bit. You know, now without him in that room as well, Quan Alexander, Mark Robinson, and then maybe an elevation from the practice squad. Uh, one of those guys is going to have to be ready to go on Sunday. It looks like maybe or two. Both. Yeah, yeah. Like I think, um, Michael Wilson and uh, Tariq Carpenter are probably both going to come up if if Roberts doesn't play. Uh, talked to Tariq today. Nick Farabaugh talked to Michael yesterday. Um, 
I, I think they're and Terrell Austin basically said today that Michael's going to play. Um, I, you know, I, I think they probably both will if, if Roberts doesn't come back to practice tomorrow. Sure seems like he got hurt in practice yesterday, um, and it's yeah. a knee. So, like, could be – I mean, I, I saw him walking around today. It doesn't seem like he's – you know, he's not on crutches or anything like that. Uh, but it seems like it's a serious injury. Uh, if you go up to the previous video here on the channel, I went over and hung out with the inside linebackers at practice today. And it's a really cool video because you kind of see some good coaching from Aaron Curry, which I I like to try to capture when I I pull those out. But also you can kind of see Mike Tallman right there watching the inside linebackers like a hawk. And there's only four of them, which also stands out. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of get the feeling that uh, 50 may be on the sidelines this week. Uh, the wording that you use there, when you say serious, obviously, you know, don't want to speculate here and say this is going to be like a multi-week absence, but you're just saying in terms of like this game, right? Like you don't think he's going to be able to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it certainly seems like this is not just a veteran getting a day off or, you know, like a minor tweak and, oh, he's going to be fine. You know, it, it seems like it's, it's a real yeah. injury that's going to have, you know, potentially real impacts. Now, if he comes and practices tomorrow, great. Uh, but I, I think, you know, kind of leaning towards that feels unlikely to me right now. Uh, it mm-hmm. seems like they're getting the, those two guys ready to play in addition to Mark Robinson. Obviously, Quan is going to play yeah. a lot. Also talked to Kim O'Neill today, you know, and he said he's, you know, ready to play linebacker if he needs to, and there's not that much of a difference between what he's been doing and what he would be doing if he was filling that role anyway. So – uh, there's there's a lot of options there for the team. Um, I also talked to Nick Herbig. Now, he has not played any off-ball linebacker, but I did talk to him and Alex Highsmith for a story I'm working on about their three outside linebackers on the field together package and what that can provide. That's another mm-hmm. option that they could try to break out this week as well. So they have options, um, but it definitely feels like, man, like – to lose Holcomb and Roberts in the same week would be a pretty significant blow to the middle of that while also not having Minka uh, would be a pretty significant blow to the middle of that defense. Yeah. The trickle down there is what's really interesting because you just put a couple things in my mind. Like, could we see Keanu Neal do a lot of different linebacker things and then say like, I I don't necessarily want to see Miles Killebrew get run on defense, but whether it's Elijah Riley, Darius Rush was playing some safety in that game, that Thursday night game against the Titans. Like, could that be an option as well? Or you mentioned, you know, the three outside linebacker stuff, which I hadn't considered. So yeah, yeah, I think, Patrick Peterson at safety is something that we've yeah. seen some a little bit. Like if I was if I was Terrell Austin, I was trying to like free up Keanu Neal to play some linebacker. I think that is probably the way I would go. Would be to move, play Patrick Peterson at safety and let Wallace and Porter do their thing. Uh, and then yeah, it seems like like Darius Rush is going to play play play. Like, like that wasn't a one week thing. Like I think he's going to continue to be a part of their defense and, and multi you know, sub packages is nickel dime. Like I, I think he's going to be out there a lot. I think we're going to see more and more of him and man, like the results are really encouraging early. So why not? You know, I, I think that's, that's going to be part of the plan here too. 
Yeah. And I, I think as he showed, you know, four different alignments was wearing a different, we're able to wear a couple different hats for that defense too. Like it's, it's encouraging for sure that they already trust him at that level to throw him out there. Granted, you know, the, how thin they got at certain spots is obviously going to kind of force their hand a little bit, but you know, I think Darius Rush has also forced his hand with the, how he's looked in practice, obviously. Um, as far as the other guys that are listed here, you know, Montrevious Adams, uh, again, I mentioned, I didn't necessarily expect Minka back this week. Um, you know, I know Tomlin mentioned you could see him maybe return to practice later in the week. I wasn't necessarily expecting that. Um, so bet between Montrevious and then also like the Cam Hayward one, any worry there, but with either one of those and or in terms of Sunday's availability? Yeah, I would say Minka, like even if he practices tomorrow, probably would not play this week at this point. Yeah. And that's, that would be my gut feeling. Um, in terms of Cam, it just seems to be like they're just resting him and that he yeah. should be fine. I haven't gotten any any wind that you know he suffered kind of some kind of setback or anything like that. It just seems like they're taking it easy on him. Um, Amon mm -hmm. Adams, I kind of thought that, you know, they, man, they initially listed him as questionable to return to the game, kind of thought that he would be able to practice by now, discouraging yeah. that he hasn't. But he's got one more shot at it if he comes out and has a full practice on Friday. It wouldn't surprise me if he is okay. good to go. Um, and then, you know, the the thing to, to watch there is, you know, Keanu Benton played a ton uh, while Adams was – Adam got hurt on, like, the second or third defensive snap of the game. Yeah. So, Keanu mm -hmm. Benton played a ton last week. Uh, I expect that he probably will play a ton again uh, this coming week, sort of no matter what. And then the only question will be, you know, whether Armin Watts gets a hat or not will be kind of the thing to watch as to whether Adams plays or doesn't play. Man, Mont's been good, though. Like, I think he's a guy that a lot of people mm -hmm. kind of wrote, wrote off as, like, a spare part. And, he, you know, I really think that that was, like, a guy they were trying to replace in drafting Keanu Benton, maybe not necessarily for this year but the future. Man, if, if Mont had been playing as well last year as he had been playing this year, I don't think they draft a, a nose tackle that early. Like, I think they would have been fine with Montrevious Adams because he's been playing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, they wrote him off, but he hasn't written back at least yet. Is what uh, you're saying. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not totally. Also, you know, part of Benton is like that's kind of a long term thing where defensive linemen take a long time to develop. So the idea was that he could be a short term upgrade at nose tackle and maybe a long term replacement for Hayward or Ogan Joby. So, yeah, it's kind of two for one there. Certainly not saying they would have crossed the position off, but I think they have a, I think they have good depth there because of the way Adams has been playing. Sucks to lose him, but I think they can handle it. It'll be an interesting test this week too because this is a team that is a little bit different on defense, and I think they were going to need those linebackers, man, because they play a lot of Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dillon together, and mm. it's it's. Uh, a different look than you see every week. And I think it's one that the Steelers probably were going to want that three safety package for the Steelers are probably going to want the ability to play a lot of those linebackers for, and, you know, maybe they'll be forced to be a little bit more vanilla or maybe they'll be forced to get into their bag of tricks and show us some new stuff that they haven't shown yet in order to not be vanilla, because I think a lot of the things I've leaned on probably are going to work just based on, who isn't isn't available yeah um speaking of writing off a uh, good portion of the fan base i feel like has already written off kenny pickett and uh good news for them is the steelers are amongst the betting odds favorites to land 
Cardinals, current Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray, should they go a different direction in the draft and move on from Kyler Murray? He wrote about this today on the site. This is um, per what bet online. This is their yeah. odds that we're looking yeah. at here. Um, I mean, what do we make it? Because we were having a conversation before we started recording about it. Like, I don't think where they're placed on this is necessarily ridiculous when you look at like the teams that are in front of them too. And, you know, as much as, as much belief as you might want to have and hope you might want to have for Kenny Pickett, teams never really stop, should stop taking chances until you find that franchise quarterback. Right. So it's interesting for sure. Yeah. I mean, so nine to one odds. So like implied yeah. odds of 10% chance of this happening. So like, not like anyone's saying like, Oh yeah, this is definitely going to be a thing. But I just yeah. think if you look around and I, you know, maybe part of this is like having a national perspective, but if you look around, it's like, okay, from the 2021 quarterbacks, uh, Davis Mills lost his job and got replaced. Zach Wilson lost his job and got replaced. Um, I think there's another one. Trey Lance. That group. Trey Lance, right. Yeah. Like, and it looks like Justin Fields. Got traded. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Justin Fields. but Right. Um, and then even from the 22s, even from Pickett's year already, Desmond Ritter, seems like Atlanta's given up on him. Tennessee already gave up on Malik Willis and drafted Will Levis after him, and it seems like Willis is never really going to get a shot beyond one half of one game uh, to mm-hmm. be Tennessee's starting quarterback. Like, patience at that position is not a thing in the NFL. And uh, the Steelers are more patient than most, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to give Kenny Pickett three years to figure it out. And even though I think he has improved this year and has shown improvement, he's still, you know, between 25 and 30 in most passing stats. That's just not good enough. And, and the play – beyond the stats that we've talked about a ton on this podcast hasn't been good enough either. And so I just think it's not crazy to think that the Steelers, well, I think most people are under the assumption also this offseason that like, if things don't go great, they're going to fire Matt Canada. Um, a new offensive coordinator might come in and be like, I can't work with this guy or he's just not good enough or he doesn't fit what I want to do. Um, mm. You know, that's, that's I all. I considered that. That, that's all out there at, in the realm of possibility. If the Steelers fire Matt Canada and they go out there and they, let's say they pick their, let's say they pick their 10 or five to 10. And these are guys who want to be offensive coordinator, five to 10 people walk in that room with Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney and say, I will take this job, but Kenny Pickett is not good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not going to let you tie me to him. Like what, okay. What happens then? And, and I don't think based on what's happened so far, but that would, that's an unreasonable possibility. And so I, I just think, is, like, is it a good chance? No. But I don't think it's something that, like, so a couple of years ago, and I we've probably talked about this on the podcast, but I don't know. There was, like, one of these odds where it was, like, Steelers among the favorites to trade for Deshaun Watson from the Texans. And I wrote an entire story that was just the word no. Uh, <laughs> and, like, like, like yeah. it was just, like, no, I, like I remember this. It's, not, it's, yeah. it's not happening. Um, I don't think that's where I'm at with this. I would say probably not, but like there are reasons to think this could happen. And, you know, Kyler Murray's a good okay. I would want to have Kyler Murray if I was an NFL GM. Like I would want to, to try to get that guy. 
let Arizona eat some of that giant contract they gave him and get a really good quarterback for maybe a little bit less than market value. Yeah, like sign me up for that. Now, I don't know what the trade ask would be. Like, they can't be expecting to get a King's Ransom for him. Um, but I, I just think it, it's not it's not likely, but it's not just, like, too dumb to talk about either. Yeah, so the teams that are listed ahead of them, the Patriots, Titans, Giants, Falcons, and then in terms of where their odds are, it's tied with the Commanders. So again, when you put it into that perspective and look at where they are on this, that's why I don't think it's like egregious where they're positioned here because you look at like QB needy teams or maybe yeah, I mean, they have I'll a be guy. Honest, but... Like the Titans being second. Yeah. Like the, the Titans being second now kind of feels like, well, give me one more week, but Will Levis doing what he's done the last two weeks. And I think that they probably start to drop. Like, I, I don't know. There's not mm-hmm. that many teams that are, and like, even like the Giants would have to find a way out of Daniel Jones's contract in order to make that work. That's going to be tough. I don't know. There are only so many good possibilities. Oh, well, you know what's interesting, too, on this is we were mentioning the 2021 quarterback class. Mac Jones is part of that, too, and the yeah, Patriots are the go. favorites here. And yeah. three of these teams have quarterbacks from the 2022 class with Kenny. You know, Atlanta, Washington, and Pittsburgh. So, yeah, and Tennessee, know, four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, I, I just think it's, the st- it, it would be an un like move. Let's acknowledge that. But yes. I mean, I think they've shown um, a willingness to get out of their own mold recently, also. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. let's not, let's not totally write it off. I, my expectation is that Kenny Pickett will be the Steelers starting quarterback throughout at least most of the 2024 season. But it's like you said, it's an important position and Mm -hmm. it's, you're you're not, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't keep looking at things. Yeah. I mentioned that uh, we want to get to at least one thing that I got here from uh, the YouTube channel, but somebody asked us and I missed this yesterday, but uh they asked us on X, and I thought it was worth bringing up, too. This is from our guy, Joe Aber. Uh, I should have hit y'all up earlier, but curious if y'all think the Steelers should draft a quarterback in the 2024 draft, and what round would it be? Uh, and then he tagged us and said, y'all bring it. Thanks for the good content. Miles above most other sources. Miles he knows, above, Smitty. He knows what he's Miles. doing. Yeah. Miles. Miles yep. above. This is textbook right here in terms of how to ask a question <laughs> for Steelers afternoon drive. Um and here's the thing is this wasn't asked in terms of like, should they take, and that's why he said what round like, so this could even be just getting another backup, like a younger guy on a cheaper contract, obviously, you know, Mitch Trubisky, a pretty highly priced backup quarterback, Mason Rudolph. They can, it seems like just bring back it whenever they want on a whim or do whatever they want with his contract, just year by year. Um, but what's, what's your position on this? Because I've, I'm at least of the mindset that it's too important of a position position as i mentioned to ever like stop throwing darts at you know why not at some point take a chance if you feel good about this class whether it's early whether it's in the middle rounds whatever to, to throw a dart at a guy and see if he does turn into something I'm not saying that every guy that you draft in the seventh round or whatever is going to turn into a brock purdy or something but what if they do you know what i mean yeah no i absolutely think they need to draft a quarterback this year um i, I can pretty much assume that mason rudolph will not be back um, yeah. and look, I, they like Mitch Trubisky. They've gotten good play out of Mitch Trubisky. We've talked about how similar he, his numbers have been to what they've gotten from Kenny Pickett, but I think that they are paying him a lot of money. 
to be mm-hmm. a backup quarterback. If you ever get to a point where you're gonna want, you know, to pay Kenny Pickett big money, that's that's not gonna work. So I think they've, you know, they want to be able to develop their own backup quarterback, regardless of whether or not that person becomes a starter. You're not gonna draft a guy and be like, yeah. oh, his ceiling's a backup. But you know, if you could find that, I think that would be useful. Yeah, I, I think it's a need. I think they will look to draft a quarterback. I would say probably not before the third day of the draft, but I mean, I don't think it needs to be like a Chris Oladokun, like throw away the last pick <laughs> of the draft situation either. Like, they, like right. I think they should invest real resources into the position and try to find, you mentioned Brock Purdy. I mean, like there are lots of those guys that were just drafted as a, as a second or third option. Kirk Cousins was drafted literally behind RG3 in the same draft class was drafted mm-hmm. to be his backup. Um, you know, I, I think there's there's plenty of, of examples of guys like that out there that you can find that it just makes it worth it to keep trying. Also, you know, so much of the pre-draft process about, like, who you look at, like, the Steelers were not looking at quarterbacks last year at all. Yeah. Um, every time in if we tr- teleport our brains to March – uh, and Mike Tomlin is at the podium talking about a free agent they just signed. How often do we get the, well, you know, we sat down with him before his pro day and I got to know him. And I remember seeing him at the combine. I was like, we really liked him and just circumstances didn't work out then. But now we got a chance to bring him back. I think just putting yourself in an organizational mindset, the quarterback is a need. This is a position that we need to scout. This is a position that we need to be prepared to draft even if it doesn't end up happening is an important thing for them to do this offseason. Yeah. I I think, you know, the one guy that I thought about from this past draft class that I really liked as a mid round guy. And obviously the Steelers weren't interested in quarterbacks, like you mentioned, but like Jaron Hall, I really liked that of BYU. And I wish we would have gotten to see more of him in his debut because he looked really good in the small sample size before he got knocked out of that game too. And Josh Dobbs had to come in, but like he interested me. I think that's the type of guy that I'm talking about. You know, a guy that's going to go in the mid rounds, just adding some, a guy with some entry, whatever it is that has some tools um, to the room. And again, on a rookie contract, Tyson Bajan. Also, Josh Dobbs, MVP, can't think of a more fitting guy to be named MVP, the Nickelodeon most valuable player, than Josh Dobbs. Yeah. I just can't wait to see who he slimes because it's going to be great. Yeah, and what an awesome story, by the way. And There's another, you know, mid-round pick that's made a name name for himself and stuck around in the league, so – I think he could be a good example of that as well. Let's talk about this Packers team that the the Steelers are going to see on Sunday a little bit, though. Um, you know, defensively, I think is really interesting because you could talk about the level of competition, but there's been a lot of talk about their run defense. But over the last two weeks, they're top five in run EPA against. So I feel like they've improved in that area a little bit. The injuries, I think, are something to monitor, though. Quay Walker didn't practice. He also didn't play last week. He hasn't practiced yet this week. Jair Alexander, who's been kind of in and out of their lineup with a back issue is now also dealing with a shoulder injury uh, that kept him out of practice yesterday. So I think that's something to monitor as well. Um, We know about the status of their offensive line being banged up. You know, they've kind of been like a makeshift unit, but been pretty solid. Um, And then Jordan Love, obviously, who maybe had like his, I don't know, second best game of his, uh, well, of this year, at least 
last week against the Rams without Matthew Stafford. Should mention that as well. But what do you make to this Packers matchup, and where do you see some kind of some of the key matchups uh, for this game? Um, yeah, Rayshon Gary is the guy with that defense. Yes, scare you. Uh, Fifty-two plays mostly left outside linebacker uh, or or left rush end, and and if they go to a four-man front. Um, uh, Preston Smith, the guy on the other side, I believe. Uh, and then uh, Lucas Van Ness, who's a first-round pick out of Iowa. So they got some depth in terms of edge-rushing talent. Um, that I think it will be a challenge more like a Cleveland or a Baltimore than, than, than what they've seen some of these last couple of weeks. It's going to be a real test for Broderick Jones in terms of mm-hmm. his pass-rush ability, from uh, pass-protection ability from the right side. I think more than we've seen so far. Um, they're they're banged up on the interior as well. Um, I'm not sure uh, if, if they're fully healthy there, um, but they can stop the run. Um, I think their secondary can be beaten. Uh, they're not a, a total defense, but they can force you to do things you don't want to do at times, and I think they definitely can get after the passer. I love their – the three edge guys. Um, in terms of offense, it's just been really inconsistent. You know, the, the Dobbs and Watson have both been kind of um, very you – know, Watson was hurt, and then Dobbs has been inconsistent. Uh, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State has been kind of the one guy that's been there for them all year, the rookie who's the slot receiver. Um, I really loved him at the Pro Bowl – or, sorry, Senior Bowl, and uh, saw him a good bit at Michigan State. I think he's a good player. I think it's really about stopping the running backs, though. I mean, I, I think you got to get Jordan Love. If you get Jordan Love in the uncomfortable down and distance situations, I think you win the game. And I think that, you know the running backs do that in a di- couple of different ways. Obviously, you know they can they can run the ball, but I mean, Jones is such a passing threat. I think this is a game where you can't let the three yard pass beat you. It's got to be catch and tackle quickly. Can't have missed tackles from your secondary. You know what what Tom was talking about. Joey Porter Jr. last year and saying, well, the reason they kept, they followed, let him follow DeAndre Hopkins was that they knew that following DeAndre Hopkins meant he wasn't going to have to tackle Derrick Henry. Uh, this is a game mm-hmm. where Joey Porter is going to have to tackle running backs uh, a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that hasn't necessarily been not just Joey, but really all their corners have not been great in terms of run support this year. I think that's going to be a key in this game, not just run support, but a short passing game. It's really – I think this is really a, a game where it's more about the short passing game than anything and just keeping that bottle up and not letting that be big plays, not letting that be easy yards to stay in good down and distance, be able to get to places where they can really let TJ and Alex Highsmith loose on that, you know, no David Bakhtiari, pretty mm-hmm. makeshift offensive line. I think uh, the Steelers have a significant personnel advantage there if they can get uh, Green Bay into obvious passing downs. Yeah, I'm looking at the injury report actually right now. I just pulled it up. So uh, did not participate Quay Walker and Jair Alexander two days in a row for Jair missing practice um, and then limited participation for pretty much everybody else, which includes Kenny Clark, Rudy Ford, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Josh Myers, Josh Neiman, John Runyon, uh, and then Christian Watson, who's been dealing with a little bit of a back thing, was a full participant. So yeah, pretty lengthy injury report though, but a lot of those guys are limited, so you really don't know what to make of that. Jair Alexander, though, two days missed a practice in a row. That's pretty significant. Yeah, and and combined with Quay Walker, it's kind of the same thing the Steelers have going on uh, in terms mm-hmm. of like multiple 
sort of coverage defenders out at the same time and how's that gonna how's that yeah gonna different levels out? yeah 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 um but yeah for me i'm looking at the packers receivers and like you mentioned i don't know that they have like a a true number one christian watson's the guy that takes the top off romeo dobbs though has been targeted more on a per game basis um yeah, so I don't even know. And then Jaden Reed's actually probably been the best of the three most consistent in terms of when he gets He's the definitely ball. been the most consistent I, and the most consistently available. Like, he, yeah. like he, he's been the – in terms of – I think he leads him in receptions. And um, I, I think he's the guy that really maybe you worry about from a matchup standpoint. I'm not sure the Steelers slot corners have been great this year. I really think Reed's a good player. He's got great mm-hmm. hands. Um they didn't use the tight end probably enough, in my opinion, but not really. Um, uh, they got the, the young guy there, uh, the rookie. Mustrave and Kraft. They got both, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's, he's been a big enough part of their passing offense to really like, warrant attention. I think that's probably been a mistake on their part. But they do like playing both running backs, and so somebody's going to come off the field, and that's kind of been, been what's happened there. Yeah. And I, I mentioned Aaron Jones there still like, you know, limited practice participation with a hamstring injury, but fully expect he's going to go. He played a good bit in their last game against the Rams. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect that to change in this one. Um, Alan, I think that we got a really good YouTube comment that I wanted to bring up as well. And this kind of goes along with a lot of the talk that we've had recently in terms of the trenches of this football team. So this is from Kevin Woods. He said, Conan Weidel, have said they want bully ball, you know, rebuilding, starting in the trenches. The Steelers have been weak, though, overall, running and against the run. So offensive linemen, defensive linemen, you would think would be their first two drafted. Are they behind schedule in terms of this, in, ter- in terms of adding to the talent via free agency or the draft, or is this what we kind of expected in terms of the replenishment of the talent? I think you got to separate the two, right? On defense, you know, playing without Cam Hayward obviously has made a big deal. But I think mostly their defensive issues have been about missed tackles behind the front group. Like, I, I don't think they're losing, uh, you know, down and distance running the, the ball because of the defensive line. I think they're, you know, like how much of their how much of their rushing yard against total is just like big plays because of missed tackles. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a significant portion of it, especially right. early in the year. And they've been better the last few weeks, even though they've played in ETN and Henry. I mean, probably yeah. outside of a Yeah, it's dropped from job, 140 to 133 over just two yeah, games. Like so They played McCaffrey and they got killed. But it was, again, like a lot of missed tackles and a lot of big plays against these last. I mean, I think they've been better. And that's ETN and, and – and, and Henry are really good running backs, and they've played, played better. So I think they're getting there, um, and I don't think it was really the line's problem. I think Mont Adams has been above expectation. Like we talked about, Keona Benton's been above expectation. Cam Hayward's been – Cam Hayward has been healthy. Larry, I think, against the run has been fine. Maybe you think he could have some more to give in terms of pass rush. But, you know, I, I don't really think there's been a problem with the defensive line and run support. I think it's mostly been behind that. That the issues have propped up. Now the offensive line, you know, they made it a focus this offseason, but really the only guy they added this offseason we've been pl- seeing play is Isaac Samalo. You know, Bradrick mm-hmm. Jones is just getting into the mix. I-, I think I've liked what I've seen from him so far, but I feel like that was more of a long-term project. You know, that they were not, 
you know, you, you deal with offensive line in you know, ten-year increments. Like it's not like a focus on that this offseason was going to pay immediate and gigantic dividends this year. I do think that Mason Cole has taken a step back this year. I haven't seen mm-hmm. maybe as much impact from Samalo as we had hoped. And I think Chooks was taking a step back this year as well. And just sort of outside of his benching of these last two weeks, I don't think he's been as good as he can be. So we'll see what happens. Another game with Brad Art Jones, man. Uh, Nick Fairball talked to him today. Great quote from, from uh, him. Yeah. Asked about the running game. He had 160 yards rushing. And he said, hey, that's not good enough. I understand it's the NFL, but I'm from Georgia. I want 200 every game where I'm not going to be happy. Uh, I thought that was uh, good to see. I do think he can be an asset in that regard. I'm a little concerned about him in pass pro right tackle. You know, He doesn't have that many reps over there. This is going to be a much bigger challenge than he faced last week. And he did kind of admit that he feels like he's more comfortable on the left side than the right side right now. So uh, we'll see how they're able to help him with Rayshon Gary. Maybe this is a game we see a little bit more out of Darnell Washington in tight end instead of Connor Hayward because blocking is going to be um, a bit more significant. And then uh, we get Pat Farmer back in the ne- back in the mix, hopefully next week. Pat's got his fingers crossed. Uh, he's been running off to the side this week. Expects to practice next week. Yeah, he doesn't want to jinx it like he did last time and say he's coming back and then – you know, have that type of setback. So smart on him to not actually throw the exact wording out there again, but I love Pat. He's uh we were talking and he said I was like, Yeah, just in time to come back and uh you know solo block Miles Garrett on the outside. <laughs> like, no, no. Don't don't sign me up for that man. Uh, this is good. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, all right. Oh, I did want to mention, too, there was one thing that I had missed yesterday that somebody replied to you when you put out about us doing the Q&A was about uh, that Steelers Thursday night matchup against the Patriots. I believe it would have to be flexed. They would have to notify today about flexing out the week 14 Thursday night matchup. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. And the person basically asked, should it happen or should they stand pat? I mean, because if you look at primetime matchups, like especially this week, uh, the the NFL really hasn't used this flex yet. Like, I don't know what they're doing with these, but. Uh, no, I do not think they will flex the Steelers out of a Thursday night game uh, against almost any opponent and certainly not against the New England Patriots when you have a large fan base like New England's and you have uh, sort of that easy storyline candy of Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick in the second half of their careers, both attempting to uh, get back to where they've been with young quarterbacks. There's there's a ton of storyline there. Uh, it's two big fan bases. Like they're, they're not going to get a better game than that for a Thursday. Uh, I expect that game to stay. I think in general they've been hesitant to overdo the – new uh flexing powers and mm-hmm. they're probably waiting until late in the season to really because they can only do it so many times uh yeah. they're really probably waiting until late in the season to make the most impact possible however i mean we just just come off of i, I put this on twitter there and i like it feels like we're being punished as a football audience like yes this will be like four was the Sunday night game was was pretty good, uh, but now since then, Monday yep. night was just a total dog. Th- tonight, 
I mean, me, I'm, I'm, I'm on team Tyson Bajan, but like, there's not much <laughs> to watch for. Right. Four one two man. You can hope Miles Sanders gets some some run, but he's been kind of relegated to backup duty. Um, and then, what is it like? What what are the 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 night games this weekend? Uh, the the Jets and Raiders are Sunday night, and then the Broncos and Bills are Monday night. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos did just beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Recently, and then the Broncos are on Sunday night the following week against the Vikings without Kirk Cousins. Josh Dobbs, though. <laughs> I gotta do something about this. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, However, one week from today, Ravens Bengals on Thursday night football. I'm, I'm all in on that. And also, yeah. we get the, uh, the nice thing of, uh, for, for Steelers fans in Pittsburgh, anyway, it's a Fox doubleheader while the Steelers are playing and Fox has cross swapped uh, Browns Ravens. So you will be able Mm. to flip over in commercials to Browns Ravens uh, during the Steeler game this week. So that's, that's fine. We got that going for us, which is nice. Well, you and I won't be able to, but yeah, if you're watching at home, they'll be able to. I might see if I can get one press box TV on Browns Ravens. I might be able to make that happen. Certainly in the press box cafeteria, one TV will be on Browns Ravens. Okay, there we go. Alan, other than in the press box on Sunday, tell the people where they can find you. I practice tomorrow, but I don't recommend showing up. Uh, (laughs) Online, you can find me at asaunders underscore pgh. At PGH Steelers now is the site's account, SteelersNow.com. That's where the words live. Read them so I can get paid. You want a subscription to SN Plus, get 10% off. Use the promo code Alan Tanning. Get the best of stuff from me, Nick Sherbaugh, Derek Bell. That's it. There it is. Uh, I am Zachary. What is tomorrow? Predictions. Uh, Prediction day tomorrow. It will be prediction day tomorrow here on Steelers Afternoon Drive as we do every single Friday. So we'll be back tomorrow for that. I'm Zachary Smith, PGA. Last week we did a Wednesday. Don't like you can't make promises. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and there's another Thursday game, like we just mentioned against the Patriots. And then they can get flexed into, I don't know, Monday. Yeah, okay. All right, you're right. Whatever the last show of the week before the game is. (laughs) There you go. There we go. I'm Zachary Smith, PGH, Alan Saunders, and myself. Come back tomorrow and take another ride with us on the Steelers Afternoon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. <laughs> 